Welcome to the Top 5, where each week I discuss my top 5 takeaways from the NASCAR race. This week, Road of America. Hello and welcome to the Top 5. I'm your host, Connor. Thanks so much for tuning in. Before we get into my top five takeaways this week, I'd like to invite you to check out my Patreon and my Facebook page. You can find those by searching The Top Five on Facebook or go to patreon.com forward slash The Top Five. It's a place where you can interact with the show, share with me your thoughts about my takeaways. If you agree, disagree, Let's just have a fun conversation about NASCAR. So this week, the circuit stopped at Road America. Let's get right into my top five takeaways. Number one. I got to be honest, Road of America is my least favorite race of the year. I don't think that this track is meant for NASCAR. I remember maybe 10 years ago on all the uh on all the tv coverage the shows and the social medias and the the writings everyone was talking about we need more road courses more road courses we had two at the time Watkins Glen and Sonoma and there was the talk of should we put a road course in the playoffs and should we have more road courses throughout the schedule in NASCAR way overdid it with uh, their reaction to that. They took the boring fall Charlotte race and made it the Roval. Okay, that's fine. I get it. And then just kept adding track after track after track, and somehow Road America got in on that. They rode the wave and got themselves a date. Props, more power to you. The area is awesome. I wish there were a viable track in Wisconsin that could host a race because there's tons of fans. The fans showed up in droves and it makes sense to have a cup race in that area. There used to be one in Chicago, but now there isn't. So there's really nowhere for race fans in the Midwestern North to go to watch a race. I mean, they could come to MIS, but that's a six or eight hour drive. They go down to St. Louis, the same thing. So having a race in the area makes sense. But a four-mile-per-lap road course is not the answer. And with it being such a large track, the entire race was 62 laps. Stage one was 15 laps. 15. That's just... It's just too boring. It's a follow-the-leader type racetrack for the most part. There's a couple of, of passing sections, which for four miles to have two, maybe three passing sections is, is bad. This is a cool track for sport cars, a super cool track for IndyCar, I guess. I don't really know. I don't really watch IndyCar. But this is just not a stock car track. I hope that it gets moved. Uh, this date gets moved. I don't know off the top of my head which track lost the date. I'm guessing Chicagoland uh, to get this date. But 
whatever the answer is, I would like it to be corrected ASAP, please. Not that NASCAR really cares what I think anyway. Let's get into the actual race itself. Number two. So the race got moving, and early on in stage one, Kyle Busch spun. I've said this so many times. There is no better way to start a race than with Kyle Busch spinning out. It's just not possible. Now, unfortunately, as much as I hate Kyle Busch, he tends to find himself in good positions at the end of a race because he's just super talented. But nothing will bring a smile to my face faster than a Kyle Busch spin. Uh, Chase Briscoe won stage one. Early into stage two, uh, Joey and Bubba Wallace got into it. Appeared to be Joey's fault. And I realize it's Joey's fault because he was quiet on the radio after the incident. You, you tend to hear a driver getting quite upset if it's not their fault. And when it is their fault, they don't have a lot to say about it. And Bubba wasn't happy. He gave it to Joey on the caution laps, uh, sent him through the grass. Pretty harmless, I get it. Bubba Wallace had a uh, a tough day the entire day. And, you know, one of those days. Uh, Blaney won stage two. And we are, I don't know, a minute and a half into into the beginning of the race. And I'm already at the end of stage two. That's how little action there was at this track. Do a quick live listen to what I was hearing during the race. Just crickets. Absolute crickets. This thing was a snooze fest. That said, with Blaney winning stage two uh, and collecting more stage points, if anyone makes it on points to the playoffs, I think it's going to be Ryan Blaney. He always seems to be in position, and even days where he doesn't have a great day, he'll stay out and get a stage points or uh, even win a stage. Him and his team have found a way to put themselves in position every single week, and I think that's impressive. That said, I'm not sure anybody will make it on points, and we will cover that in a little bit. But let's move on to the ending of the race. Number three. So with about 20 laps to go, Chase Elliott was leading. Tyler Reddick was not far behind. They came in for green uh, green flag pit stops. And Chase Briscoe had, or I'm sorry, uh, Tyler Reddick had a slightly faster pit stop than Chase Elliott. And Chase Elliott did beat him out of the pits, but barely. I mean, they were bumper to bumper. They raced each other hard for a couple of laps with 16 to go. Tyler Reddick ran uh, ran down Chase and drove away. So last 15 laps were, were not even close, not, not even exciting. Uh, but Reddick won. First, first win of Reddick's career. Two-time Xfinity Series champion. First-time Cup Series win. So congrats to him. That's always cool to see. Um, He was celebrating, going nuts. 
I also thought it was really cool. He did a burnout on on a little off sec turn off section of the track, and so many drivers came by to congratulate him. He seems like a genuinely decent guy. He's been so close so many times. He's had five second place finishes in Cup. He was due. You can't put yourself in position that many times and not cash one of them in. So congrats to him. Um, Chase Elliott finished second. He was my prediction to win the race, and I told you last week to bet the house on it. And if I'm wrong, you shouldn't have been gambling that much anyway. And if I'm right, to chip me off 10%. And I was almost right. So you can you can send me a PayPal or a Venmo. I'd appreciate it. I think I deserve it. So that was that was fun to see Reddick winning. Overall, I basically skipped most of the race. I watched the highlights. I, I checked in on it while I was out doing other, having fun with my family over the 4th of July. And I don't feel a little bit bad about it. I don't mean to be such a downer, but this track is just not entertaining. So let's move on to my fourth takeaway. Number four. So I'm going to step away from the the week-to-week event, and I want to bring up something that's been widely discussed, and that is Dale Jr. wants a cup team. He currently has a Xfinity team that is incredibly successful, and he kind of let the cat out of the bag uh, at Nashville. He was doing a live uh, episode of his podcast in front of a crowd, and he brought up that he wanted to go cup. He wanted his, his company to go cup. Um, he also basically kind of insinuated at it on his podcast while interviewing Hamlin. And then his latest episode, uh, while interviewing Justin Marks of Trackhouse Racing, really dove into how Justin Marks got a cup team together. It made it pretty clear he was asking for research purposes but to have a cup team you have to have a charter nascar has 36 charters and when you purchase a charter into the cup series that means you're guaranteed a spot in all the races throughout the season there are currently 40 available spots each week but 36 charter spots So if you had deep enough pockets, you could show up to the track, qualify into the race. The problem is, without a charter, it costs more money to show up and try and qualify in than you would get for for doing so. Uh, So for Dale Jr. to enter the Cup Series one of two things has to happen. They either need to expand the amount of charters that currently exist, or he would have to purchase a charter from an existing team. And that's that's how Justin Marks did it. He bought Chip Ganassi. He bought his two charters. Um, it doesn't appear at this time that there is a charter available for purchase. So the more likely way 
that Dale Jr. could get in to Cup is if they expanded the charters. And he keeps asking. He asked Hamlin this, and he asked Justin Marks this. He kept asking them how they feel about expanding charters, and they both said the same thing. They're against it. And of course they're against it. The more charters that there are, the more the amount of money gets spread. And that doesn't make sense. I mean, it makes sense, but it doesn't. Anyone that owns a charter is going to want to profit the most amount of money possible. It's a business. And uh, that does make sense. One thing that Hamlin said that I thought was interesting on, on Dale Jr.'s podcast, which is a great, uh, a great podcast about NASCAR. It's my second favorite one. I would strongly recommend checking it out only after you're done listening to the top five. But um, Hamlin suggested that NASCAR needs to expand the amount of money that is given to the teams. And I'm not sure exactly how I feel about that. I guess the idea of relieving the idea is that the teams get less money. Like, for example, in the NFL, the revenue is split 50 50 between the owners and the players. I think it's 49-51. Players get 49. In NASCAR, it's much, much less. Uh, And it has to be split three ways. It has to be split between the teams, between the tracks, and between NASCAR itself. Um, Giving the teams more money will relieve some of the sponsorship uh, reliability. However, those things are also locked in. The, by those things, I mean the the per- percentage that each member gets from the total revenue from the TV deal, basically, is um is locked in, and ad revenue can change year to year. So I see how it's a very delicate balance to try and get right. Uh, the TV deal is expiring soon. I want to say n- after next season. So. NASCAR, I'm sure, is in negotiations with all the networks. I can't imagine that the TV deal is going to be any more than it currently is, unless there's some very unique things built in, like throwing in lesser series for free to add more value to the revenue given. Uh, For example... If uh, CBS owns a bunch of small networks that broadcast local uh, dirt races, I think it's called SRX Media. If CBS were to get Cup, Truck, and Xfinity Series, they could add the SRX Series in for free to make the added value worth more than just the three series alone. Now, that's just a random example I thought of off the top of my head. And there are creative lawyers and negotiators and all kinds of people that are going to work on this. But to me, looking at it from like a 30,000 foot view, it seems odd to me that in NASCAR, Pitbull and Michael Jordan can have a team, but Dale Jr. can't. And don't take it as I'm saying I'm against Pitbull and Michael Jordan having teams. I think it's great that they have teams. Um, but Dale Jr. is, he's like the prince of NASCAR. He's 
the most beloved driver possibly ever. And for him not to be able to come in seems very odd to me. In my opinion, they should increase the number of charger charters. Uh, the reason that there's apprehension is increasing the number of charters makes the value of one individual charter less. Therefore, someone like Rick Hendrick, who owns four charters, now owns four less valuable charters. Because when there's more, then one single is worth less than there is if there's less. Simple supply and demand. But I really don't see why current owners should be so upset at what a new charter is sold for. You already own your charter. It gives you the right to advertising revenue and go win races and you'll be fine. You'll, you'll make all the revenue that you need to make. I mean, I get it's a business and it's cutthroat. And, and also, I'll be honest, I'm biased here. I'm incredibly biased. I'm a huge Dale Jr. fan. So for him not to have a team seems criminal to me. Now, like all stories, there's three sides. His side, your side, and the truth. So where the truth actually is, I don't know, and I probably never will. But thankfully in NASCAR, instead of the truth, I can root with my heart and root for Dale Jr. to get a team. So we'll see how that plays out. It will be interesting. The new TV deal will really make a big difference on how that goes for not just Junior, but many teams. Uh, and I can't wait to to read about it and to report back how it goes. Now let's look forward to next week. Number five. Oh man, I've been looking forward to this race since the second or third week of the uh, season. This week, we're heading to Atlanta. And if you think I was negative about Road America, you will see the exact opposite out of this week. Atlanta has jumped way up to one of my favorite racetracks. The way they reconfigured that track and repaved it was awesome. They nailed it. They got it perfectly right. It's a mini super speedway. It's a mile and a half super speedway, basically. It is exciting racing on every position on the track. The only negative that I have to say about this race, it's it's a 400-mile race. I wish it was a 5, 6, 700-mile race. I will be pinned to my seat watching this race, flag to flag, just absolutely excited about it. Uh, my prediction is Ryan Blaney is going to win for the same reason that Tyler Reddick won this week. You can't be up there too often or too many times without getting a win. There are only three spots left in the playoffs for non-winning uh, non drivers. And I think that changes this week when Blaney gets a win. There's eight races left. There's a good chance that a driver that has a win this year misses the playoffs. It'll be wild to see. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to watch Atlanta. Bet your house that Ryan Blaney wins. I, I feel very confident I'm right. And when I am, like I say, chip me off 10%. If I'm wrong, you shouldn't have bet more than you could afford anyway. 
Before I go, uh, I want to encourage you one more time to uh, go to my Facebook page, go to Facebook and just search the top five, go to patreon.com forward slash the top five, and let's have a conversation about NASCAR. Share your thoughts. I'd be happy to uh, share mine or, or leave you a comment. I appreciate you checking this podcast out. This is the top five. I'm Connor.